0: I cannot begin to tell you how frustrating it was to build a website when I first got started blogging. Building web pages was a chore, trying to collect email addresses was totally hit and miss, and trying to hire someone to do this kind of stuff for me was insanely expensive. Until I stumbled on Thrive Themes. Before Thrive Themes, I was spending hundreds of dollars a month just to keep my site up and running, collecting new leads for my business. But now I pay one flat fee and get everything that I need in one Plugin. There are thousands of themes out there on the internet, but Thrive Themes is the only one that is not only lightning fast and very intuitive, but it is the only theme that I have seen that is also very conversion focused, meaning more leads for your business, which equals to more money in your pocket even with a small audience. Thrive Themes is the one and only plugin that I install on every one of my new websites that I build because it just works. The Blogger Evolution Podcast has partnered with Thrive Themes and can get you a 24% off coupon when you sign up for their Thrive Membership yearly plan. So start or improve your blog today by adding what some are calling the ultimate arsenal of business weapons all in one place. Visit BenjiesDad.com slash Thrive Themes. That's Benji'sDad.com slash Thrive Themes for your 24% off coupon. I remember Warren Buffett had an interesting saying. He said, if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you are going to work until you die and that was very a very pointed, you know, toward me, especially when I was trying to figure out this whole blogging game. I kept those kinds of things in mind to help myself keep pushing forward until I was able to achieve a passive income with the blog. And that's what the Blogger Evolution podcast is here to do, to help you get to that point. Regular people are taking their passions and interests writing about it in a blog, and making a living from it. But not everyone is successful. There is a right way to build a blog and a wrong way. And I am here to help you succeed with your online business. My name is Chris Miles, and this is the Blogger Evolution Podcast. Oh, and welcome to the Blogger Evolution Podcast. My name is Chris Miles. Wherever you are, wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your day. And Welcome to episode 10 of the Blogger Evolution Podcast, 10 episodes in. This is something that I never thought I'd actually get to at some point. This has always been a thing in the back of my mind that I wanted to do with a podcast, and you know, now I'm here, you know, we got 10 episodes and they've been 10 solo episodes. Don't worry. We will be getting into some interviews with some successful online business people, some um successful bloggers. We are going to have a good time with this podcast as we are growing. So if you have, if you haven't joined yet, if you are not a subscriber, I definitely recommend please subscribing to the uh, podcast on whatever uh, podcatcher you happen to be using, whether it's Apple or Spotify, or uh, I can't even think of any more right now. But wherever you're listening, become a subscriber and just enjoy the information that we go over each and every week. So today, we are talking about four passive income strategies for your blog. Now, some can look at it and say, okay, passive income, that's not really a thing. How is that really possible? I'm telling you right here from experience that passive income is possible. You just need to know what to do, where to insert this, where to put that, and then you can literally sit back and just have the income coming in. I've been able to do this on more than one occasion on multiple blogs that are literally just out there sitting and earning an income each and every month. The beautiful thing about passive income is that it's not limited by time. You know, when you're working a regular job, You might be working nine to five or eight hours, whatever it happens to be. That's about as much money as you can make in a single day. Only that eight hours. So if you're making $20 a day, I'm sorry, $20 an hour, I should say, and you're working eight hours, your limited income is only $160 a day and $20 an hour to some is a pretty good income. So what can we do to not limit that time? Well, we need to create something that's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And that's what a blog does. It's available for people to be asking questions and you providing answers to those questions 24 hours a day, seven days a week, meaning that you can make an income at any second of the day. I remember Warren Buffett had an interesting saying. He said, if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you are going to work until you die. And that was very, a very pointed, you know, toward me, especially when I was trying to figure out this whole blogging game. I kept those kinds of things in mind that helped myself keep pushing forward until I was able to achieve a passive income with the blog. And that's what the Blogger Evolution podcast is here to do, to help you get to that point. So, first of all, for... Passive income strategies for your blog. Passive income strategy number one for your blog is creating evergreen content. Evergreen content, what does that mean? Well, I want you to think of evergreen trees. What are evergreen trees? They are trees that typically stay green all year long. No matter if it's snowing, no matter if the sun's out and is burning, no matter what's going on, your evergreen trees are most likely going to stay green. So the same principle applies for when you're creating content with your blog. You want to create evergreen content, content that people are looking for, no matter what time of the year it happens to be. This can be helpful information. This can be questions about a particular uh, subject or space. You know, I like to always go back to like a golfing example, how to improve my golf swing or something to that nature. There's always going to be people somewhere around the world who is looking to improve their golf swing because a lot of people are doing it and a lot of people struggle with it. That's the kind of content you want to create on your blog. In in my training, Blog Builder Pro, where I'm showing people how to build blogs from start to finish, that's one of the things that I really impress upon people. When, especially my students, I should say, I really try to impress upon my students. When you're doing your keyword research, ask yourself, is this something that's going to be asked all the time, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year? If that's the case, go for it. Go and create that content. So what about maybe uh, I used a golf example earlier, but maybe in your, you are in the health niche. And you might be asking the question, well, how can I lose weight? People are worried about losing weight, whether it's December, whether it's July, whether it's March, whether it's September, whether there's a pandemic going on. These, this type of content is the content you want to put onto your blog. Find those questions that exist in your space, on your topic, in your niche, and answer them. So I know a lot of you are asking, well, how do you find those questions? Well, one of the greatest ways to find those questions and the things that people are looking for is if you are regular and practicing in your niche, if you're running a golf blog, if you're actively playing golf, you're probably going to have specific questions that come up all the time, questions that you can use to put onto your blog. After the personal experience type questions, then I start to look at places like Google auto-suggest. Google knows exactly what's being searched online and what's popular so if it's auto completed in the uh, google search then that's content that you probably need to create as long as it's related to your niche another website that i like to use is answerthepublic.com now they do have a premium service i remember when they were free (laughs) but they do have a premium service now uh i i haven't purchased it i don't necessarily recommend you go out there and purchase it but it's not terrible. I believe it's, oh, uh, well, actually, I think it is. I think it's around ninety-seven, ninety-nine dollars a month or something in order to get unlimited searches. But they do have a free uh, aspect of it where they do give you a limited amount of searches. I believe it's every day. So use Answer the Public. Use the free version of that. If you do want to use a, a paid option, you do have things that I enjoy like Ahrefs and sometimes SEM Rush. Those are some good options that you can use if you do have the money to blow. But I totally recommend using free resources because a lot of those paid resources aren't very accurate. So what is the goal when we are creating this evergreen content? Well, the goal is our second passive income strategy, and that is using search engine optimization to target your articles so that they are found in places like Google, and YouTube, and Yahoo, and Bing, or whatever search engine you happen to use. Use SEO targeting. So why do we want to use SEO for places like Google, YouTube, Yahoo, Bing? It's because if you use a place like Facebook, or Instagram, or Twitter. Now, granted, I'm not you know saying don't use these places. These traffic sources, which is essentially what they are, they're great for brand building because that's where people are. It's good to be seen in those places. But the problem is it's hard to expand your reach in those places. When I post in on my Facebook page or when I post in our private Facebook group Superhero Bloggers, be sure to go check it out on Facebook. When I paste in those places or post, I should say, in those places. If I, I think I, there's only a few hundred people in the Facebook group, I think maybe a quarter of them are going to actually see the post depending on how much engagement it gets. And yes, I'm doing the air quotes there, but engagement such as, uh, such as uh, likes and comments and maybe just clicking on it and looking at it. Facebook looks at all of those things, Instagram too, because they're owned by Facebook. They're looking at all of these engagement signals and then deciding whether or not your post should deserve to go in front of the rest of your audience that's severely limiting your reach because you're letting Facebook and Twitter and Instagram decide. You're letting the algorithm decide what to put in front of your people. SEO targeting is a little different. It's because you are creating content that people are searching out for you to find. You are not necessarily creating content to go out to people. You're creating content to be found. So because of that, you can create content that can rank for questions for years. I have specific articles that I've written more than four years ago that still rank on the first page of Google and still get me traffic. And I don't really touch them very much. I might update them once a year just to make sure it has the latest information on it regarding that particular uh, question, comment, concern, whatever. But it brings in consistent traffic and there's affiliate links on that page. So it also brings in consistent income each month for something that I did years ago. You know, I was doing some research online recently and I found a I was I searched for a question and I found the question and thinking to myself, this might be a good question to ask. I apologize, I can't remember exactly what the question was, but the one thing that stuck out in my mind was when I was doing my research, I saw an article that was ranking for that particular term and it had been ranking since 2012. If you haven't noticed, we're in 2020. That one article has been ranking for that term likely for nearly eight years. What kind of things do you do that eight years later still gives you an income, still gives you traffic to your blog. That's the power that Google and YouTube have when we use it to get traffic to our sites. So we've mentioned Facebook, we've mentioned Instagram, Twitter, Google, YouTube. Yeah, we're missing the elephant in the room, Pinterest. What do I think of Pinterest? Well, I still believe that SEO toward Google and YouTube should be your primary concern. Once you get that up and running and humming, then you should look at other sources of traffic. So Pinterest in itself works very, very well. In fact, it works very, very fast also. I've had uh, people who tell me that after they have created you know, their website and they start a Pinterest campaign, I've heard of situations where people have gotten over 100,000 hits to their site in less than a month by getting a few pins to go viral. The only thing with Pinterest is that it is very up and down. There are some months where the Pinterest traffic comes in droves, but then there could be other months where you get absolutely nothing. Yes, it's true, Google is similar, YouTube is the same way, But entire businesses are built on how well Google works. Entire businesses are built on how well YouTube works. There's a reason why these places are so much of a stalwart in the blogging, in the affiliate marketing, in the online marketing community. It's because they're dependable and they work. Pinterest doesn't have that same backbone that Google and YouTube has. So I'm not saying not to use Pinterest as a traffic source. But I'm just saying, don't depend on it for all of your traffic. Another thing with Pinterest is that your niche has to be right for it. Pinterest doesn't work for every topic and every niche on under the sun. For example, if you are uh, if you have a site that you're trying to help people pass, you know, an insurance exam to be able to get some type of certification, or maybe even marketing. You know, um, I've tried to. Uh, do marketing on Pinterest. I've struggled with it because there's not really anything visible to look at when you're trying to teach somebody marketing. It's not like uh, uh, flowers or paintings or golf or sewing or any of this long list of stuff, gardening even, where pictures tell everything. Again, we're not saying not to conquer Pinterest, not to go after it and create your pens and and try to get traffic from Pinterest, but we're just saying, make sure you put it in its proper place. And over the years, Pinterest has changed. In the past, yeah, it was easy to post a few pins and get a ton of traffic to your website. But nowadays, you have to post a little bit more consistently, once a day, twice a day maybe, in order to get consistent traffic from Pinterest. I'm hearing reports from students who are going after it as well as other little circles that I frequent in in terms of uh, uh, when we talk about Pinterest that you need to post very, very often just to stay relevant. So personally, this is just my opinion, but I don't like Pinterest. I don't, okay? I have found Pinterest to not necessarily be a buying audience. A lot of times they're just the kind of audience that are just... You know, they're there to look at the, the, the pretty pictures, which you can monetize with ads. You know, so we're not going to completely dismiss it as uh, no way to get an income. But in order to get ads consistently, you need to get traffic consistently. And if Pinterest stops sending you traffic just because you missed a post for a day or you're not using Tailwind or something like that to keep your your Pinterest post up and running. It's not the same as with Google SEO, where I have articles that are four years old, still ranking. When I'm doing research and I find articles that are almost a decade old and they are still ranking. So I'd rather diversify my traffic with other sources, other sources um, such as YouTube. Now, YouTube is another Google property. So that's one of the things you have to worry about with algorithm changes. And, you know, that, that stuff just happens. And one of those other ways happens to be our next primary passive income strategy. But we're going to get into that right after this break. Have you been struggling to make money with your blog? Or maybe you'd like to learn how to build a blog and start generating a passive income, but just don't know how to go about it. But don't worry, I got you covered. Introducing Blog Builder Pro. Blog Builder Pro is a comprehensive online course designed to take you from a complete beginner to having a website up and running that is making you money. BlogBuilder Pro takes the guesswork out of monetizing your blog by teaching you an easy and step-by-step guide called the Nifty 50 core steps. These steps will tell you what to do and when to do it so that you are never lost. One of the biggest frustrations that newer bloggers have is that they do not know if the work they are putting into their sites will yield them some kind of results. But thanks to the more than 60 professionally produced lessons, special worksheets, easy blog and email templates, exclusive discounts and a community that is there to help answer questions 24-7, Blog Builder Pro is rocking the industry with this groundbreaking and comprehensive training holding your hand step-by-step from start to finish. And listeners of the Blogger Evolution podcast get a special treat by getting a 10% discount just by using promo code PODCAST. So go to blogbuilderpro.net and check out the free webinar for some more information. That is blogbuilderpro.net and use promo code PODCAST for your exclusive 10% discount. Did you know that if your website is running too slowly, it can cause higher bounce rates, lower search engine rankings, lower page view numbers, and even lower conversion rates. To put it simply, a slow website means lower profits. In fact, if your website is delayed by more than one second, it can literally be costing you thousands of dollars a year. But don't worry, I have an answer for you. WPX Hosting. WPX Hosting has some of the fastest website hosting on the planet with lightning quick servers, 24-7 support that is available in less than 37 seconds when you need them, blazing fast load times, and even a free high-speed content delivery network. But that is not the best part. Even if you are with another host, WPX Hosting will work with you for free to migrate your site over in less than one day. Along with automatic backups, malware scanning and removal, email staging area, and 99.95% uptime guarantees, WPX Hosting is the exclusive web host for the Blogger Evolution Podcast. Our friends over at WPX Hosting want you to join the family as well. For a limited time, you can enjoy a 50% discount on the first month of hosting, meaning that you can make your website faster for less than $13. Visit Benji'sDad.com slash hosting for your 50% off coupon. That's Benji'sDad.com slash hosting. Remember, a fast Master website means higher profits. And we are back from break. And our question of the day it's presented by WPX Hosting. WPX Hosting is the hosting that we use for almost all of our blogs and definitely recommend you jump into it as well, mainly because their customer service is amazing and their websites are super, super fast. So we definitely recommend you go and at least check it out, Benji's dad.com slash hosting. That's Benji's dad.com slash hosting. That is an affiliate link. So if you did want to support the show, you can go sign up for WPX Hosting and it'll be at no. No additional cost to you, even though we would get a slight kickback. So let's jump back into our primary question. What is the best way to build a passive income with a blog? And our third passive income strategy is building an email list. Now, the importance of building an email list can, is cannot be overstated. Building an email list is the only way that you own your traffic. When I write a blog, I get traffic from Google. People fall on my site or they land on my site. They look around. They may click something, they may not. But then they're gone, probably never to be seen again. That's not necessarily very secure, you know, in terms of trying to build an income that is sustainable. So how can you combat this? By getting their contact information more specifically the email address just think about it when you walk into a store nowadays well if you can walk into a store where you are but if you walk into a store and you pay for something a lot of times what questions do, what question do they ask you oh do you have an email address you like us to put on file maybe give us your phone number so that we can text you random things and coupons You know, even regular brick and mortar stores are understanding that cultivating an email list is a huge source of traffic that actually belongs to you. No matter what happens with Pinterest, no matter what happens with uh, Google SEO or YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or whatever traffic source I am uh, looking at trying to get as many people as I can to my website. At the end of the day, those people can land on my site and be gone within seconds. I at least have to attempt to build an email list. That way, if the traffic from those sources were to die tomorrow, and I never saw another person from those places ever again, I still have my email list that I can use to contact people basically whenever I want. The way social media works is that there's always going to be something popping up. There's always going to be a Snapchat or a TikTok or a something somewhere that's going to take over for the place to go, the place to be. That's where everybody happens to be at that moment. When those kind of things happen and then older social media networks end up dying, like MySpace, then if you have an email list from all of the people who... Uh, uh, were coming to your website before that you were getting from places like MySpace maybe in the past. Now I can just shoot them an email. Hey, by the way, I'm on YouTube now. Go check out my videos there. You see in the power there? Because now you are in control of the traffic that you're getting. So the email autoresponder that we use to collect emails is Active Campaign. We use Active Campaign to manage our every one of our emails and it's a godsend, okay? That system Active Campaign just takes care of everything. I definitely recommend anyone give it a try. Uh, if you do, check it out over at benjiesdad.com/activecampaign. That's benjiesdad.com/activecampaign. Now, just to get the email addresses sometimes can be a little bit difficult on your blog. When someone lands on your blog, you need to have a pop-up or something come up or some button that they click where they can't enter their email address. So how do you do that on a blog? Well, there's many options out there, but the one that we like to use as well is Thrive Themes. Now, I fall short to also throw that in as well as another thing that we happen to use with um, with when I build my websites so if you want to check out any of the links that we're talking about they'll be down in the description or the show notes I forgot I'm still saying description because I'm used to YouTube but yeah they'll be down in the show notes if you want to check out any of these but these are services that I actually use you know I, I hate to constantly plug them but to be honest it's what I use every single day and I definitely recommend that if you want to build a successful blog that you should use them as well. So, so far we've covered evergreen content as the number one strategy uh, pa- to build a passive income with your blog. Then we talked about going after SEO targeting specifically with Google and YouTube. And then we've talked about building an email list as a great way to build a passive income with your blog. So, our fourth one is pretty interesting, but it's called Picking Obscure Niches with High Traffic. Picking Obscure Niches with High Traffic. How is this a passive income strategy? Well, think about Kevin Kelly. We've talked about him previously on the podcast, but he had this uh, uh, wild notion called the thousand true fans theory. And in that theory, he basically said that if you can find a way to make a hundred dollars off of a thousand people that you can make a six figure income, you can make a hundred thousand dollars in a year. And when you really think about it with the number of people that do exist on the planet and the number of those people who actually have access to the internet and actually use Google, it's not, it may not be that difficult to actually get a thousand people. So if you can make that type of money with a very, very small audience, you realize that you don't need that many people to make a decent income. So because of that, you can now target small, obscure, off-the-wall niches or topics for your blog and still make a full-time income. Let me give you an example. Succulent plants. Okay, I'm not a gardener. I didn't really know what succulent plants were a couple of years ago, but I know what they are now. Why? Because I know of a blogger who is making over two hundred thousand dollars a year with her site talking about succulent plants. And that's it. A big source of her income on her site has been the dirt that you normally would use to grow succulent plants. And she's making over $200,000 a year with her site. And I believe it's still growing. She's getting hundreds of thousands of hits to her site per month because she may have not realized that succulent plants is a huge niche that was being underserved on Google. But the thing is, succulent plants, in my opinion, it's a bit of an obscure niche. I would never even think to create a website on succulent plants. Another example would be Pickleball. Think about that. Pickleball. I know you probably haven't heard of it before because, again, I hadn't heard of it before before a few months ago. But I know in particular a guy who has a Pickleball website and a Pickleball YouTube channel. I believe he has over 50,000 subscribers on his Pickleball channel and it gets hundreds of thousands, if not a million or so views each and every month. It's a growing and budding sport, but then, but even then, he's still making a full time income with it. If you would have came to me a while ago and said, "Hey, I'm building a site on pickleball," I would have looked at you like you were a little weird, okay? Because I would have thought that that was too small. There's not enough people in the world who are interested in it. But if if he had listened to me, granted, we didn't have this conversation uh, explicitly, but what I'm saying is, had he listened to what I thought at the time, he would have left a lot of money on the table. So I'm glad he didn't listen to me in that particular instance. Another example would be insurance training. Uh, We spoke about it briefly earlier in the podcast, but in the future, we're gonna have a podcast where we interview a guy who made a full-time income and still makes a passive income today by selling insurance training for certifications. If I remember specifically, he's making anywhere from six to $8,000 per month, just showing people how to pass certain insurance exams. Speed skating is another obscure niche that not a lot of people are talking about, yet is niche enough to make a full-time income. What about this one? Getting your ex back. As in like your ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, you know, getting your ex back. That is a huge niche online that a lot of people may not even realize can get you a full-time income. And now I have a really fun one right here. Pirate Ship Playhouse Plans. I stumbled across a site that is getting hundreds of thousands of hits per month talking about pirate ship playhouse plans, basically where your kids play. It's a huge interest that is severely underserved online. So if you'd like to create something like that, just think about something random that you enjoy and then see if there's a community there for it. See if there's Facebook groups. See if there's a section in the store for it. I remember uh, my wife bought a Cricut, which is one of those cutting vinyl cutting machines. And again, I'm not necessarily in that space, so I didn't even know that this type of thing even existed. And then she started showing me a lot of the communities online, the, the hordes of questions that come in regarding that space. And to be honest, when I started seeing the questions, when I started seeing the YouTube channels dedicated to it, when I started seeing the TikTok channels that are dedicated to answering questions for these vinyl cutting machines, I started thinking maybe I should start a site on that. And I just might. So we might use it as a case study in the future. And because of how uh, cutting machines are, it's a very visual on what it is that they can create. It might be a good place for Pinterest as well. I'm sure it is because there are huge, huge uh, influencers on Pinterest who are constantly showing off what they create with their Cricut vinyl cutting machines. These are the things that are going to be positive indications that you can verify that there is traffic out there. If you are doing something and you sit down and you Google it and you realize that, hey, there's not a lot of information about this on the internet, that's a sign. Of opportunity opportunity for you to create something special that can possibly earn you a full-time income within a few months picking obscure niches also is such a great way to build your website faster as well everyone says you know jump into the big three you know health wealth and relationships that's what gets you big money online those are the evergreen niches I get it. That's true. If you can jump into something that's going to help you either improve your weight to get your ex back or to um, make some money, those are the kind of things that are available 365 days a year. But try to find smaller things because those things are super, super competitive. You can have success with it, but it's going to be a long road to hoe. But if you find something like pickleball, if you find something like pirate ship playhouse plans or vinyl cutting machines or just anything, then you can have a shot at earning a full-time income with your blog. One of the things that I used to do, I don't really do it anymore, but going to places like Dick's Sporting Goods or uh, Bass Pro Shop or something, you know, a lot of these outdoorsy or sport-related type stores, when you walk in, Nearly every section of the business, every section of the store, I should say, can be a niche website. If you find uh, uh, survival knives, that's a niche that you can start a site on. If you come across tents, that's a niche that you can start a site on. Anything in there, you can start a site on. You can almost never be too niche. You just have to leave yourself a little bit of room when creating your site to make sure that you have room to grow. One of the best examples of this that I like to use is golfballs.com. Golfballs.com started off as a very niche website that only talked about, you guessed it, golf balls. But if you were to go to that website today, golfballs.com talks about everything under the sun when it comes to to golf and it's because they started off in one small space and became the authority in it then they slowly expanded over time now granted their name kind of limited limited them early on i probably wouldn't name a site golfballs.com but then again it is a primary term or primary word so it might be it's no doubt would be a huge money maker if you ever were to buy it and resell it but that's another story. But the deal is, I probably wouldn't start a website that's that specific. I would come up with something a lot broader, but still talked about my overall niche. So, for example, I wouldn't start a site on golf balls or I wouldn't start a site on uh, uh, driver.com or something like that. But I would talk about maybe golfprolounge.com, you know, something like that I would start a site on because now I'm covering the entire niche of golf. That way, early on in my content, yes, I can be very specific on what I want to create. If I want to just concentrate on golf balls, if I want to just concentrate on gloves or or hats or shirts or apparel, shoes, there's so many different things within golf that you can focus in on early on to just begin creating content and dominating one particular small niche. Once you get that authority, then you start to build up and you build up, and you expand, and you talk about more and more different things, all of a sudden, you're golfballs.com. Not just talking about golf balls, but everything under the sun when it comes to creating, uh, when it comes to talking about golf equipment and apparel and just all of that fun stuff. So, in conclusion, how would I do it? How would I necessarily make you know, a a website that's going to earn me passive income, what strategy would I use? Well, I would go with an obscure niche. I would find something that maybe just interests me, or at least I think it just interests me. I would go out and verify that there is a lot of people who are interested in it by visiting the communities, doing the Facebook groups, looking at Reddit threads, seeing if a lot of people are talking about it. Then I do my research, go online, go on Google, see what questions are being asked. See if these questions are being answered. Then start creating evergreen content targeting SEO. Start writing that content as soon as possible because it's going to take time for those articles to marinate. And then once they're out there, once they start to get you traffic, then you can uh, build an email list. Once you get that email list built, and you have a certain amount of traffic coming to your site, now it's time to come up with some type of digital product or maybe even an online course. And if you need help with that, be sure to go check out episode nine of the Blogger Evolution podcast, how to make a passive income uh, with products, digital products. And then after I've gone through those steps, just like the old commercial says, you set it and forget it. And it just starts to earn you income. That's how I would do it. You may want to expand this more by perhaps, uh, because you want to make sure that you keep your websites um, updated. So you might want to even hire a writer and outsource content creation for it. So So then some of the income that's coming in for the blog, you're reinvesting it to pay writers to post the articles for you. And now you just have to check in on it one or two hours a month just to see if it's doing everything it needs to be doing. Again, set it and forget it. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you have not already and you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts specifically, I know a lot of the other ones you can leave reviews on, but specifically, since so many people do use Apple Podcasts, I do recommend going to Apple Podcasts and leaving a review. If you learn anything, if you enjoyed it, even if you have some constructive criticism for me, I don't mind. Whatever Whatever it is that you want to tell me about the podcast that you enjoy, what you like, what you don't like, please, by all means, go ahead and do it. I would appreciate it very much, but I want you all to please enjoy your week. And of course, do something now that your future self will thank you for. So keep building, keep growing, and I'll see you later. Peace.